What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But a call! Hey, Hames! Ah. Another day, another pod, John. When you look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I going to do today? How about a pod? I'm going to live that quarantine life <laughs> to the fullest. A.K.A. my life hasn't changed that much. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, keep subscribing to the YouTube channel. We'll get some new content up there soon. We're going to come back better than ever. Yep. we got some plans. Promo code HAM is the YouTube channel. We have not, uh, we will not forsaken you. Promo code HAM, the YouTube channel. Keep going to it. We appreciate that. And, uh, you know, if you got time to write a little review for this podcast, we appreciate that too. Guy, let's stop bullshit. You guys got time. I mean, time's on all of our side. Uh, go go leave a little note if you if you like the podcast. Someone sent us a, an Instagram DM, and it's it, it, it honestly felt great, though I couldn't accept. He's like, hey, guys. What's your guys' Venmo? Oh, I just yeah, want I to send you a little. Guy. I want to send you guys a little money. And Let me you, tell you know, him. My, hold on, just you keep talking. I'm gonna tell give him my Venmo real quick. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, we can't accept your money. We're, we don't need your money. But I, I appreciate the the thoughts and uh, the prayers for our podcast careers. Which, luckily, you know, the good thing about uh, podcasting is you got people under contract, and uh, and business is pretty good right now. But that you know, it's just we'll just keep doing content and keep uh, trying to entertain. The listeners. You know who sent us that? Looking back, it's Bertino. He's the guy that sent us two cases of wine. Great guy. I appreciate. I, have, I appreciate I still have your cases in the in the fridge. I, I mean, did, in the, did uh, you give him the Venmo? I just I, I, no, it made I'm it sound like ten dollars, not like five hundred. If it's five hundred, then I'd give him my Venmo too. <laughs> John says, send the send the money to me. I, I have this. I have this invoice. Bertini. Like, do you Luigi, have any invo- invo- Do you have any invoices you just kind of waited on? I have this one athletic. One from like last month, I only wrote a couple articles, it's like 500 bucks. But I'm just like, you know, I don't need the money right now, but if if we quarantine for like three or four months, maybe that 500 come in clutch in like July. So I'm just holding off. 
You know, typically you just you just normal like you you work your invoice, you work your invoice, right? This is one of those like, well, you know, I could make it a couple months. I just should I hold off on a couple payments? But then you're like, well, what if they're not around? You know, you just you just never know. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, all in, John. They're all in. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're they're good. Not, what are they? The end of the 76ers? Uh, no, we got to get into that. That was uh, that was crazy. Let's uh, let's let's start with Cam because he's he's a free agent, John. I saw somebody had a great tweet. They put Cam of Cam story side by side with a Josh Rosen story from when the Cardinals when Cliff was like. Josh is our guy, and they put it next to Matt Rule says he wants Cam to be the future. And Honey Badger retweeted it and said, it's just business. Um, there are odds out. I, I do think we'll hopefully we'll do a YouTube video on this this week about Cam's destination if he hasn't landed somewhere by the time uh, we get to it. But really quick, yeah. on the on the Twitter posts, when I was with the Eagles, I, I don't think Twitter was quite as big of a thing. But I've always wondered since separating, and I just don't care enough to ask people in the league, do you think the general manager or the PR guy, maybe with the owner or, you know, I I don't know. Like, who's telling them to post that? Or is the intern just kind of have carte blanche, the the PR guy that runs the Twitter account, like, let's let that one rip. When there has to be people like, are there sometimes in the front office, hey guys, we're probably going to cut this dude in a month. Let's not post that. Uh. Yeah, I mean, good question. There is, I guess there is trade implications. You want people to think you like them. There yeah, is business to it. I also think a lot of times that stuff, carte blanche, by the way, just for. What would I say? Carte, which I like better. Yeah. Carte blanche. Um, I, say, I did say carte. Carte, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know it that. sounded yeah. good. Carte. Um, but I do think a lot of times those stories those tweets from team accounts are just quotes that the gm said in a press conference right the gm could just not say it in a press conference and then it wouldn't be a tweet fair but but because everyone else is posting it we might as well get the clicks but yeah you're right there's this disconnect between but i think the team has to push out content and guy in those two situations though sometimes i think it is kind of complicated and i'm not gonna but on those two let's start last year with rosen wasn't it pretty fucking clear now looking back when they hired him they were going to take Kyler Murray? Yeah. And I he mean, was done. The Ro- I mean, let's just The Rosen one was a team tweet. The Cam one was a PFT head, a pro football talk headline. But the Rosen one was a team tweet with a graphic. Yeah, that that one, they didn't... Tr- now, you could argue what Josh had played a rookie year, but you just you don't need to do that to him. They ended up getting a second-round pick for him. The Cam Newton one, is it fair to say the moment he was hired... And Cam's physical slash contract situation, he was a dead man walking from the jump. Like, he was not going to be on the Carolina Panthers in 2020. It's just, yeah. So, I, I just, to me, you're not like, you. I've never heard a GM on record or off the record, you know, I, I knew I had to give that, I had to bump it up around in my compensation because I saw that team tweet and they loved him. You know, it's like, give me a break. I, right. I think that, there was I think the, it's... Pr- pretty irrelevant to the way business is done like you think belichick is like you guys see the team tweets they love this guy well that's what if you're the that's what the head of social would argue to the gm like this doesn't affect anything you do anyway let us get the clicks but i think these teams guy have like million followers who even cares you know you can put like the social the the social person trying to get their next social job that's who cares okay i i would if i was a gm 
And you could argue, like, is it worth your time? No, it's not. Y- you got to check with me before you tweet about my quarterbacks. It's, I, I don't, I mean. Or, or would you just let him have it? I don't think you launch. can get involved in that stuff. Because, again, it's the same stuff that your team account is going to be so much Over more the supportive top. than most people. Yeah, it's, I don't think you can worry about. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, I do think there are some things where you're just like, what are we, why are we tweeting some of this stuff? Like, we have allowed him to. But I don't think that's the social media team makes that decision to put out a statement. We've allowed Cam to seek a trade. I mean, that's well, that 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 is. But what about there were a couple right before free agency started, like sources are saying it'd be like rap sheet, but the team account posted the team is interested in these three free agents. It's like guys, I but mean, that, yeah. So that is a whole that is. These teams are trying to be the voice, the place where their fans go for their content. So they have their writers writing stories on their website. That's like that Bucks story the other day. Brady and Bucks team up to pursue championships was not a press release. That was the team reporter on the Tampa Bay Bucks website who Got wrote quotes that from Tom air quotes story. Right. That's where that came from. Like that wasn't so I I think teams want. Their fan. If you're a forty, if you're running the Forty ers Al Guido wants Forty ers fans. The first place they go is Forty ers.com That's what they want. Well, I'd say fucking Al. I want them to come to Haberman Middlecoff podcast. Yeah. Well, the, so the, the, we're, the we're, I like you, Al. We're at war. We should talk to Al sometime about this. The fundamental problem, right? You want to have like, him on the podcast? Yeah. The fundamental problem is you you want people to go. You want to put that stuff out there because you want people to know. That there isn't any news that won't be on your page, but that's not possible. There's that's always going to be that's news. not a bad that's not a bad quarantine interview. Just be a little different. But there yeah. is, you know, it's a good idea. But there is always that we know it, right? The Tyree Kill story isn't ending up on Chiefs.com. No. It's just not. Sor- so you can never he did that. not toss his kid off the. Yeah, you're right. You can right. never truly be. I, I know that's what people pursue, and and. And honestly, there is a lot of good content out there, but you just have to take it with for what it is. But you, it's a great way to get quotes and great insight on players. And but it can never quite be that only source for people. Um, but my point is that's why I think that stuff happens. It's, that's what they want to monopolize the information. Because you're saying that there is never like last year the story about people anonymously bad mouthing Carson Wentz. Like that story never like rumors are yeah. it's Alshon Jeffrey talking all the shit about Wentz. Like that story's just not going to PhillyEagles.com. What's right? the uh is it Sp- what's the guy's name? Spadaro? Spadaro, yeah. Does he still do the call the Eagles do like a video call in show? They they do it all. Are they does, they does he address that topic on that show? You know, if anybody never, would and if any team in the NFL would do it, it might probably be the Eagles. Yeah, I think they are I think it's a little complicated when it gets certain stuff. I don't know. I, I honestly never really watched. Yeah. Uh, I went on when I was at the combine. When I told you I went on with the Browns. Again, it's all it comes at the angles. This guy follows the Niners. He knows our new DC. Let's talk positive angles, right? Tell me about the defense. Tell me about right. how much he brought to the table. None of it's like, well, what about two years ago when they couldn't stop a nosebleed? Right? That question never gets asked. What was going on? Was it the players? Was it the coaching scheme? Yeah. No, it's just how you did know, they make the Super Two years ago, was, it was a lot of depth building, <laughs> learning yes. through doing. You're right. They are capped because at the end of the day, a fan, and then this is where I think over the last, this is why I think Barstool's really had success. I think it's why we've had success. why a lot of independent people – have success when you watch a game and when you're gambling on the game or when you're a fan of that game 
when your team's getting their ass kicked, whether you're the CEO of a company or whether you're the plumber, you're screaming at your TV if you're passionate about it. And it's usually catch the fucking ball or throw a fucking strike or gosh darn it. And you're pissed off. That's how fans react. So after you have a tough loss, you're not looking for, well, we just, we got to give them, we'll get them next time. Like we, we, you know, I know we lost uh 17 to two and we gave up 27 hits today, but I think we're turning in the right direction. Like most humans, even the diehard fans that want to see their team win, don't want to hear that crap, right? It's just, you don't have to be a Mets fan or a Philly fan or a Red Sox fan to be angry. All I think in fans' natural reaction, if you're really into something, when you see your team lose, you get you get worked up. And that's where I think they're, they're always going to be capped, like you said, on their website because they never taught the, the juiciest stuff, guy whether it's politics or whether it's sports, is usually not the positive stuff. Now, the, you sign Tom Brady, that's a huge story, and the reaction's all going to be relatively positive. But when, you know, you got to cut Chris Godwin because he got a DUI with his four... Yeah, I, I hate to even bring up... A it didn't happen. But you just... Yeah. yeah, whatever. But, you know, like, the stuff that really kind of moves the needle, they never touch. I, I wonder how many arrests ever get tweeted out on a team website. <laughs> Do you think it's pretty? If we just did a research project in the last ten years, would you say it'd be like ten percent? I would say it's never. Ha- I mean, who's ever? That's insane. You don't Unless, think anyone's ever tweeted like, well, a, you know, our, uh, our our backup shooting guard rough DUI last night? It'd be a team whose gym wants to cut a guy like for cause. You know, maybe somebody, maybe that's happened. I don't know. It, but. You know, the other stories that never get out. These are, and these are again the ones the fans love, of like a good juicy backstab bef- between a coach and a GM. Like right. going behind their back and fighting for a player and who wanted to pick that guy. That, to me, always resonates with a good sports fan yeah. because that's always a great conversation, right? Like, who should we have picked? Who's screwing up here? The real that story never gets discussed. on Bulky and Harbaugh by <laughs> yeah. Jan and Payroll. <laughs> exactly. What do you think of team? A lot of times, team social accounts get a little, they drive me nuts well, sometimes. They start well, tweeting at each other, being a little, here's cat videos. I don't, it's... Well, Maybe I'll it's give not you for the, me, but I'll, I'll give you. Like it may not be intended for. I'm not the person it's intended I, for. I, I'm not either. I, I've never been the biggest Cam Newton guy, though. I I do respect his enormous talent. Like, and, and maybe his talents now at this point in time, his feet are all messed up, his shoulders messed up. Maybe he's never the same. But he had a run there for like six or seven years, where he's one of the great. And we use this term, I think, a little too liberally now. Like, when you talk about a freak's freak, Cam's an all-time outlier on NFL standards, right? Yeah. Like, you just go over the years, like a mean Joe Green, uh, Orlando Pace. Uh, you just start going. Cam's on the short list of just Julio Jones. Of They don't breed him like that. In the league of freaks, he was an outlier. Remember, did we go to a game at Candlestick when they played Cam Newton? Remember that early on in his career, like 2013? I yeah, remember being did. at a game of Candlestick yes, and walking, and walking by him. Press conference and we went him. to Cam's press conference. He walked by us. You just—he's huge. I mean, a massive human being, polarizing player, but he's easily, you know, the best player in franchise history. Julius Peppers, him or Luke Keekley, whatever. Short list, but he's easily their most famous player ever. And given his position, their most important player ever. Early on last week, they were doing things like. We want to thank Cam for all his contributions. Like, their Twitter account, and part of this is probably a new coach, 
In college, it's not quite the same, right, with your Twitter account and your, and your front office personnel moves because you're not cutting anybody, right? You're not making transactions. Once you have, sign your recruiting class, like, your team's your team. You're not announcing players that leave via transfer. I mean, you're not no. doing that stuff. No, you're not like, you know, we've traded so-and-so to Oklahoma. That's not the way it works. They were not on the same page. And there was a level of respect that Cam has earned. And he deserved in this situation. Like, he is, I, I feel no sorrow for him getting cut. Like, it's part of the business. He can get cut for zero. Like, his, he's a cuttable player at this point in time. But given his stature in the organization, he should have been kind of treated like royalty. And to me, it's a pretty easy one. Like, we give him the, the opportunity to seek a trade. Like, let's, you guys should have just shut your fucking mouth. And let him be mad. And then when you do cut him, come out with some sweet, like, five-minute videos. Thank you for everything. Thank you for putting, I don't know, this fucking team on your back and making them nationally relevant. Like, I remember Ron Rivera, when I, they gave Ron Rivera a lot of respect when they fired him, right? They let him do a press conference. Remember, they fired him on Monday, and he gave a Wednesday press conference. Like, sometimes that doesn't happen, but that was the right thing to do. And Ron's like, one thing I take a lot of pride in, when I got the job here, and I was the San Diego Charger defensive coordinator, I wanted to get some swag and bring it back to some of my friends, like our, my wife's friends, just to hand out some jerseys or whatever, because we're moving. And I went into the local stores. I couldn't find anything. He's like, you can't walk anywhere now. And, and I would imagine in Charlotte and not see Panthers gear everywhere. They were, really, they were a, despite being somewhat regional, right, when you think Charlotte, the Panthers were a big deal with Cam Newton. They were, what did you tell me before the podcast? Won three divisions with them? Yeah, three divisions, MVP. Hosted playoff games. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like they've been a very relevant team this last decade. And he's their most famous player, and I, I, I'm usually not on the player side of this one, but I felt they did not handle. And I get it, new owner, all this new coach. It's to me, these aren't that difficult, guy. No. You just keep your no, mouth shut till you cut them, and then you give them a nice send off. And I'm, I know you're not saying this just to finish to put an end to the other conversation. And that's not the social team account. That is, they that have is, nothing to do with this. That's one. a much yeah. bigger picture thing. Probably, maybe in part because everybody's new, right? Like I, everybody's I, I, different. From. But I do, I do, I do put it on, and you're right. Like everyone, like is Tepper thinking about Twitter? Is Matt Rule thinking about Twitter? But Probably it's not. not. But it's not even about Twitter. It's just what is the right way to end this guy's time here, right? They they won three divisions. I'll add, just looking back now, they also had an eleven and five season that they were the wild card. So, do you think someone should have in that organization? They also won a division at seven, eight, and one, so they balance out. But they didn't win that playoff game. Remember, because Carson Palmer tore his ACL, and they played that game with a backup quarterback. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> that one division, seven eight, well, that's a bad team. There's not someone in the organization that, when we tweeted, we've given Cam the permission to seek a trade. Like that is, you don't do that. Not with him, right? I I, I think that's they out of bounds. no. That's, but that's I also think a lot level. of these things are just. We'll get to the Sixers. I think people just misjudge. Like I bet somebody thought this is respectful. Like no one's going to think that. We forced him out. We're going to say, maybe somebody, I don't know, maybe that's dumb. Maybe somebody thought this is going to look good. You're right. You're, they had to. Because why would you give the thumbs up if you think it's going to look bad? You just wouldn't tweet it. But that, that's where, like, your PR guy doesn't go. Now, they're, they're, this is where, back to what you're saying, is the, does the PR guy feel uncomfortable saying this stuff to Tepper and his new coach? It's, it's all a weird situation. Yeah. There was, who, but, who, was it Rap Sheet on Tuesday or Schefter? 
that said they had tried to trade him to Chicago or the Chargers, but they just, you know, you weren't going to move him with money and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, I think it was rap sheet. Okay. Would you rather have, would you take a flyer on Cam, who in the last two years messed up shoulder, bad foot, uh, played two games last year, or just get Foles that you already know? Yeah, I, saw, no, there, I saw somebody. There is no disputing that Cam, when healthy, is a better player than Foles. Yeah, no, there's not. And I saw somebody tweet, like, why would you do, but, I mean, it's, the Bears are unique because Nagy's worked with Foles. He doesn't have time to mess around. They got De Filippo has they, laser has. A lot yeah, of they just have. That, that situation's unique. So I know it's easy to give them a hard time. I, I now that said, where Cam Newton ends up to me is a huge story. Not the day it happens, but it just has the potential to be massive because unless he's physically shot. Yeah. I well yes, which is which I do think we have to acknowledge might be possible. He's what 30, 31. 30, I think he just turned 31. So, a lot of tread but, but on the tires but, for a young quarterback. But this is to me, I think you're skipping, not skipping a step, but don't jump that far ahead yet, right? We don't know yet if he's physically shot. Maybe people think he is, but there's just going to be a preseason game or a regular season game where Cam Newton jogs out as a starting quarterback and everybody is watching. Like, that is coming. I mean, I hope. Um, and that's going to be a ma- now what he has. I don't know, but my, if I were to bet right now, I don't think Cam is is just like. A, I agree. He I may not be the way. same, but I think he's still an NFL starting quarterback, and I think there's a chance he's a good one. I agree. I, I think you could take a. He's like a stock right now that you usually if if Cam Newton was healthy and just playing well, he's a thirty million dollar player. I'm just trying to think of his money right now. I, I think he's getting Mariota type money. Like you give a seven to ten million dollars, and maybe guarantee you know six seven of it, but that's his salary, and then his incentives are massive. Where if you leave me the playoffs, you start sixteen games, you throw thirty touchdowns, all of a sudden he's making twenty five million dollars. And if he does that, you have no problem doing you know paying him that. Where to me, his stardom he's he's one of the more famous guys in the league. Right, he's a quarterback, and he's just a famous quarterback. I, I, if you're the Chargers, you already want a mobile quarterback. How do you not kick the tires on this guy? The fame of just your area immediately. He's like, where would he be, guy? He'd be at, you know, Laker games. He'd be hanging with LeBron. Like he would bring some fame to you, right? Well, all of a sudden, would the Chargers have the biggest LA football star? If if I told you they signed Cam Newton. And the NBA comes back. Is there any doubt in your mind he's not courtside at Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference Finals? Yeah, there's no question about that. And he, and he'd belong probably more than Jared Goff, right? Or fucking Jalen Ramsey. He 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 dwarfs those guys in fame. And this it's not a fame league, but that that is a team that is in the need of a little juice. And what if he's good? Then all of a sudden you got Cam Newton with all those offensive players and the defense. So, Could you, if you were the Chargers, because I love that fit, but would you draft a quarterback at six? Yeah, I'd, I could have three Still guys. Take Herbert or yeah. whoever. But but then I don't have to, I don't have to be as beholden to it, right? If he's not there, great. I don't have to trade up. Yeah, I could think about this. Is what makes the off not having the off season. Like, what if you got Cam in? If you were them. And you saw him like, God, this guy's moving around pretty well. And we already got Tyrod that we like. Do we need to take a quarterback? But would you see that before the draft? You probably don't get to see that before the draft. 
But I'm just saying, if you if your strength coach got to work with him, oh, you're like, okay. he's 100. Yeah. percent And you're just like, well, he is 31. What if you get two or three years out of this? We'll figure out the quarterback a little later. Yeah. Because you're right, he's not thir- he's not 36. He's a weathered 31, though. He's he a weathered 31. He is. Shoulder and foot. Throwing shoulder and running foot. And he's a runner. <laughs> you know? Uh, all right, there will be more to talk about with that for sure. I, I love that topic. Before we move on, John, let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you in part by Upstart. Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debts. Guy, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you. The best part, once the loan is approved, because they use a soft pull, not a hard pull, so it doesn't affect your your credit rate, is approved. Most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off their credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden, guy, of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is the top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash ham to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Upstart.com slash ham. And brought to you by simplysafe.com slash ham. Comprehensive protection for your entire home. Real video evidence to give police eyewitness accounts of a crime if there's a break-in. Simplysafe.com slash ham. Yeah, you barely notice there, notices there, but that's why it's truly remarkable is you can set this all up by yourself. Anyone can do it. I did it. You did it. Takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts. How about that? Ready to dispatch the police to your home 24-7, 365. And it's only 50 cents a day, guy, with no contracts. That's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. And it protects your home from fires. Simply Safe protects your home from water damage and carbon monoxide poisoning. Simply with an I, S I M P L I, simplysafe.com slash ham. Free shipping, 60 day risk free trial. Nothing to lose. Go now, simplysafe.com slash ham. So they know we sent you, simplysafe.com slash ham. All right. The NBA, John. The national. Do you think basketball. more guys in the NBA have coronavirus, or we just know that more people in the NBA have coronavirus? Uh, well, I think every team, or at least the majority of teams I read privately, got all their team tested. Clearly, any team that was came in contact with Rudy or the Nets, so it just there aren't that many teams in the league. Uh. I think if you're a younger person, like, it, like we talked about this, I think last week, if we got coronavirus, it's not, it's not like herpes. <laughs> you know, it's okay to say you have it. it, it it's if you had one of those diseases, this would be something people would hide. This is not one of those. So I, I think we'd know about most of them because a lot of guys, even older people like Sean Payton, I mean, tell Schefter, then he comes out with his own little video. I, it's one of those you feel like you're doing a good thing if you got the corona and you're not even sick. You see Slim Thug, the rapper? No. Got it? No. No, I don't. Yeah. I, it's not news when someone's like, oh, I ha- I've had it for six days, but I feel good. Like, that's it's not Why? news. Stop making that news, please. Yeah, you're right. They're probably they, more people in the NBA have it, or at least we know they have it just because they've all been tested. But they're. But, they're but I heard Steve, I heard Steve Kerr on with Kawakami, and Tim asked him, 
are you guys all going to get tested? And he's like, well, we kind of came to the conclusion, given the limited tests in California, that unless you're showing, if you're asymptomatic, it doesn't make any sense to do it, right? So if you're feeling fine, we're not going to waste resources on these guys. Where I, you see a lot of people who are, you retweeted the video about, you know, you can't find a test unless you play, and then the Saturday Night Live skit playing basketball. Blah, 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 basketball. It made sense if you had played the teams that had coronavirus players to get your team tested. Yeah. The Warriors did not. Well, I guess they played the Nets, but yeah, I don't. But if their players don't feel bad, whatever. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Devil, the New Jersey Devils, are they related somehow? I think they're owned by the same guy. Must right? be because they're all part of the same story. Decided to institute a pay cut to salaried employees up to 20%, but after overwhelming negative response, the ownership group for both teams, okay, that answers that, uh, changed its mind. Josh Harris of Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment said this, after listening to our staff and players, it's clear that we made the wrong decision. We've reversed it and we'll be paying these employees their full salaries to our staff and fans. I apologize for getting this wrong. I've had, I've come to the theory that one of the great bubbles in America. Remember when we were really like in junior high, high school, the internet was a huge bubble, and it was. It happened like when Bill Clinton was in office, and it blew up. And Mark Cuban's talked a lot about. It. He's like, I'm kind of lucky. I just got out like six months before it went. I became a I'd be worth a billion. I could have been worth zero. Some things. I mean, they all blew up because we didn't quite know the internet. The housing bubble burst. And there were, you know, Fannie Mae and people were affected. I think when you look at America right now, some of the bubbles, like, is Uber and Lyft a bubble? I'd say no, they're used at rapid rates. Now, have we figured out how to perfectly monetize it? Is their stock a little high, a little low, whatever? But I, I think that's, everyone's used, everyone I know uses Uber, right? So you can say, yeah, I don't know the stock evaluation, whether it's right or wrong, but I know they got a company that works, right? Thing with the NBA, unlike football, who I think we've always said, especially the last two decades, as baseball's become much more regional, it was like football's probably America's pastime, but basketball, right there. Well, you look at the last handful of years, ratings are in the tank. People are not watching basketball. Their salaries have gone up dramatically. Shitty teams have, look at the Timberwolves right now. They haven't made the playoffs. They made the playoffs once in like the last 10 years. They have two players on max contracts. Carl Anthony Towns makes like $170 million and D'Angelo makes $120. They will never make the playoffs with those two guys. Their regional ratings have to be pretty low. Well, when I saw this story, the first thing I thought was, you don't think of this idea. Let's say the NBA season had been canceled. So it, it, the, Adam Silver leaks to Woj because, I mean, guy, the NBA can't go a day without leaking something to Woj. Can you guys just I don't take a deep it. breath? We're fucking two weeks into quarantine. Are here. they afraid we're going to forget about them and then their season won't come back? Yeah, I, I would imagine. I think they're afraid they, we're going to forget that the season's happening and everyone will give up and then they just won't happen. They're trying to speak the season back into existence. I think there's some of that. I think they have to be a little jealous that like the NFL was doing nothing and their season was about to hit its peak. Yeah, and then I all think, of a sudden the NFL just owns the area. Uh, but But regardless... And it's at the end of the day, it's Twitter or whatever. But this story gets out. The first thing that I thought was, Sixers don't have the cash to pay these guys. Because you would not have this idea. Two weeks, guy, 
two less than two weeks because I was at the Kings game less than two weeks from this Wednesday. I mean, two weeks from tomorrow as we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. We're not that far into the NBA season full-on suspended, and they're having these ideas. I don't think they have the money. And I think a lot of these NBA teams, and there are guys like Balmer who has unlimited cash, Cuban huge cash, Dolan has made a ton. There are going to be some of these owners that are not cash rich that are huge into the stock market. Well, the stock market's been like cut in half over the last month. Here's the other thing. You were telling your dad runs a small business. A lot of people run small businesses. It's all relative. But if you can keep a little cash away and you run a smaller business, your expenses, while high for you individually, if you've saved and been smart with your money, you can probably get through a couple months. Again, it's going to be, it's hard. It's all, money's all relative, so it can be immediately hard. But if your business has to just stop, that means your expenses don't stop. Like, if you own the building or you pay rent on the building, the NBA players, the Rose tweeted one of his 7 million tweets since the, the league was suspended, players are going to still get paid. Well, that's their highest expense. Coaches make a lot. Executives make a lot. You're paying all these employees because Cuban kind of threw your hat in the ring that you had to. I don't think a lot of these teams have like these cash reserves because you wouldn't even, when would you think about and I, I will defend them on this, like a natural disaster, just stopping games for potentially the rest of the season. Like I, I just don't think you would ever even have thought about that. And all of a sudden, you're getting zero, guy. So let's just use an even number. Your, your, your expenses are a 10. And your revenue is typically, let's just say, a 12. So you're making you know two over the 10. Well, if, you're, if you take away the 12, the 10 of your expenses have not changed at all. Your rent still due or your mortgage still due. All your payments on your employees are still due. But that rev stream is just gone. Now, Joe Lacob, a guy like that, who's made a ton of money these last five years, can handle it. Balmer, who's got more cash than God, can handle it. There, Vivek, maybe some of the smaller markets like a Memphis. There has to be some teams, Atlanta, uh, Michael Jordan's team, that have to be feeling it hardcore right now, guy. Their, their revenue stream is zero. Yep. There, there is no money coming in. I, I think the NBA bubble is might burst here. But what does that mean exactly? What, like, what I say, just come back to earth. Like you can't yeah, be I mean, playing look, average players forty million dollars. The whole the whole structure of the league doesn't make that much sense right now. The 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 thing to me. When I say a bubble, I don't mean it's going to go away. I just mean they've gotten kind of just outrageous. On they depended on China. China cut them off. To like me, they, they got a little fran- over their, their skis. Their franchise valuations have gone out of control really fast. Like it wasn't that long ago when was it the Bucks that sold for like five forty, and uh, you remember that? And uh, Cuban was like, within nine months, people are going to realize what an incredible deal that was. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that the number? It was something yeah. that was just... It was an outrageous number, and everyone thought that guy really overpaid, and Cuban was the most outspoken. It was 550. They paid 550 for it in 2014. Gotcha. Okay? It's happened really fast, and I don't know that the NBA has changed that much in the amount of time that these valuations have changed. The most recent NBA sale was the Houston Rockets at $2.2 billion three years after the Clippers were bought for $2 billion. But the one that interested me was 
the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks were sold in 2015 for 730 million. Forbes' 2020 valuations have the Hawks in the bottom third of the league at being worth 1.5 billion. That means the Hawks value in theory doubled in less than five years. Now you tell me what's a better deal? The Rockets for 2.2 billion? Actually, you know what? That's not even fair. The Clippers and Bills were sold in the same year. Bomber bought them for 2 billion. The Bills Cash, were purchased cashier. for 1.4 billion. Now you're right. Is it it might not be fair to use Bomber as an example cuz Bomber he wanted it, he bought it. But remember, there were other people sniffing around willing to pay like a lot. He paid a little bit more, but they had offers for like one seven to one nine. I remember, right? He didn't, he didn't out like the next bid wasn't one two. He just, he just like, hey, I'll give you cash two. Let's make it a deal. Other people were willing to pay a lot of money. And I, so, I remember. And so much of this is dependent on one thing: television revenue. People, yeah, live sports is more valuable today than it was five years ago. And everyone thinks it'll be more valuable five years from now than it is now. But it's contingent on people wanting to watch your live sport. Remember when it was like, ah, oh, the NFL, I wouldn't want to buy in now. The sport might be over in 10 years. <laughs> Remember that? Like four like years ago? ago? I know. Well, here, here's my, where I get uncomfortable with the NBA, is that was an uncomfortable topic by the NFL, but at least those conversations happen in the NFL. I, I feel like the NFL parallels politics a lot, that there are outrageous takes, but there are outrageous takes flying on both sides, and you just kind of get to the bottom of it. Where the NBA is so one-sided, it's just so pro, the league's great, they're just crushing, when it clearly has not been like that. When they were so in bed with China, it crushed them after that Maury tweet, and the the China kind of said, we're not going to share games anymore. This really Fuck has been guys. a historically awful year for the NBA now, right? But I, why do you think the NBA media nationally as a whole is so afraid to like be kind of controversial with uh, the league? And I just, don't know. I don't even get I don't pay attention. I don't care about that. I'm not saying it like I can't talk about it. I'm just saying I've never really thought much about why the media... I I, I wonder... I think some of the best stuff the media gets... Some of the best stories, right? The best angles on a story come from within the thing they're covering, right? But that happens in the NFL when you're being critical of the NFL. What I'm saying is, are they not getting, are those, are they not, is that not a topic of discussion around NBA media because they don't think it matters or because people in the NBA don't, aren't, that there's no one in the NBA calling up. They're a guy like, hey, man, you really need to look into the local TV ratings because they are. We've got an issue right here, and no one wants to talk about it. Is, is, that, is anyone making that phone call to a local well, reporter? I, Some I owner know this. who's pissed off that all the other owners don't see what he sees? Like, where, what, where's I, – I, I don't – again, when I say I, I, I don't the, care, the, it's just – The NBA gets sensitive on that because Strauss, is, I've DM'd with him. He's written a pretty explosive yeah, a couple. Yeah, he's written some really good ones. And they've got – he said people in the league office get on him about that shit. They're sensitive about that because – it's kind of the truth. People are not watching your sport, yet your expenses, guy, keep rising at enormous rates. It, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't equal. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't pencil here. It just, I, I, I can't, and it'd be one thing, like, I got no problem pay, overpaying LeBron or Steph. And they're not overpaid, they, they're just, they're paid. But they, the, the amount of guys in the NBA that are making way more than they should, and your team doesn't win, and your local television ratings, no one's watching because your team sucks, 
cannot be healthy for the league. I know we talk Get- so much about how baseball has suffered just because of the way modern society works, attention spans, blah, 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 blah. But the NFL still has three-year college players coming in as built-in stars. The NFL, this is why Bobby Axelrod wanted to buy an NFL team. Don't tell me if it happens. I'm only on season two of Billions. But he says it in the show. He's like, are you kidding me? The contracts are guaranteed unless I don't want it to be guaranteed. And I just cut the guy. This is an incredible deal. So that hasn't, the, the NFL gets to dictate what happens. The NFL teams get to dictate what happens to their stars. A star you, is if, on my team as long as I want him to be on my team. That is not what happens in the NBA. That can, I don't think that can be understated. That it's Sometimes you watch the NBA, you're like, you feel like you're watching season seven of a show and you skip seasons four and five and six. You're like, what? who's this character? Where did this person come from? They're on that team now? <laughs> Like, it's just, it's kind of wild. It, it is nuts, guy. I, I, do you agree, though, the bubble, this, well, it has to, because the valuations are, it, the problem is not that the valuations are high. The problem is that the valuations are high. Everybody operates assuming the evaluations will stay high, and there's no way for the evaluations to keep going up after we've had China dip out, what the Rona, and then the Rona kill a season. Like, I, this, and now the cap's going to go down, but all these guys are going to be making money. Contracts are signed. How fast people like the, the players in the, in the NFL are getting screwed. It's actually, listen, for the business and the, and the fans, it's the healthiest thing going. Well, I say it all the time. This, these leagues, and I would, for a player, it is all about you. But the leagues exist for Us. entertainment, for the fans. And um, I don't, you know. Well, like here, here would be an example. That's the Warriors best for the players. The Warriors went from when they bought it at like four hundred and fifty million, and the last Forbes that came out, I think, had them third. Right? It was the Knicks, the Lakers, and then them. And the Warriors had never been like in the top ten. The Warriors were always, I'm sure, talked about in league circles, like. Like, why can't San Diego State be a top 10 football program? Or Arizona State, they got, they got babes, they got the weather, they got the recruiting, and it just, and, and all of a sudden it hit. It was like, God, they became Alabama overnight. Well, at least the Warriors now, if Lacob wanted to sell them, now could he get $4 billion? I don't know. But he's got something, t- he has an arena, right? They own the fucking arena. Part of the Clippers thing was, wait, you're buying the Clippers, and again, it didn't matter because he had so much money, but just for most people, you're going to spend $2 billion when you do not have an arena. You're a tenant, and you're not just a tenant. You're the third tenant, right? So you're the pressure on you to then pay for your own arena, which you're going to have to because, and again, this is where Ballmer, he's going to be able to, he could finance it himself. It's where Cronky, but the, to me, those are the type in 2020, given your expenses, that's the only person I can allow being a league right now. Because the, the cost is so outrageous that if I get a Josh Harris that, yeah, in the peak of the stock market is worth $2 billion, but if the Rona hits, all of a sudden he's worth $750 million, and it's actually all on paper, like, we got some issues. Where Balmer, the biggest recession in American history could hit, and he's still a top 10 rich guy in America. It doesn't matter. But that's the type guy, or Cronky, that, that's the guy I need to own in my league because when I get these type guys... The unknown is always going to happen. A 9-11, a Rona. We don't know. That's what makes life so nuts. 
You and I have lived for 35, 34 years, and we've seen some crazy... We've seen a war, a Rona, a 9-11, a housing bubble, burst, crisis, crazy... Like, you just, I didn't... None of us... People didn't know. It just... Things happen. You don't see coming. And it's in the next, in the next decade... Some other thing is going to happen that you and I, we couldn't even think of, right? If we just wrote down 50 things each, like, what do you think? We, we, we might not even be close to the thing that ultimately happens. But when that happens in a business where you need boo-goo money to operate, you can't, like, it does feel like, has the NBA, on a higher level, let in a couple McCourts? Now, in fairness, like there are only so many guys are going to be able to buy in at like a billion dollar valuation, right. and they're they're going to need to like Balmer. They're lucky. He was a foot. He was a basketball fan. You could argue Lacob, little lucky. He's even gone on record. I didn't have the money to outbid Larry Ellison. So if we got into a bidding process, I was going to lose. So I got in, and then the team shot off like a rocket, made a ton of money in five years, and then built his own building. So it's like, well. He went from probably being on the lower end of just pure rich owners, cash-wise, to now just, he he jolted himself. He kind of rode a wave, and it just, perfect storm. The Sixers, the farthest they've ever gone guy under this ownership is the second round. And they tanked for a long period of time. Remember pictures of, like, Hinky, the process? The place was empty. Like, they, it's not like they, they lost some cash. Is Sack? What, I don't know exactly how the whole thing works with the Golden 1 Center, but... They're pretty dependent on games coming to keep generating the cash for to pay off this everything. Like it's a lot of the, these expenses are sky high. The podcast business, you and I, guess what our expenses are? Nothing. We own you know a computer, a mic. Like it's pretty low. But when you and I had a radio show, what were our expenses? We got to pay a board op to produce the show. You had to pay for the rent of the place. It gets pretty expensive pretty fast. So you start going, well, why can podcasts pass radio stations? Well, because their expenses are low. Pardon my fucking take, can do it with two mics and get way more listeners than any radio show in America. So you tell me who's going to pencil more. It's just basic math. Where if you go, well, yeah, WFAN. And not, and not only pencil, but also can be more nimble, right? Doesn't have to be on at 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whatever. Nope. Doesn't need any space at any specific time. Something our, happens, our gra- you don't have to wait till the show. You just do it. Emergency. It's called an emergency pod, not an emergency radio show. You guess what? There is none at midnight when you have a, a one o'clock show. No emergency radio show at midnight. We haven't done an emergency. Po- I guess Eastern time we've done it. M- midnight's a bad example. Actually, let's say we've been let's, on at midnight. We've done a few things pretty late. Yeah, let's say let's say right now it breaks. Jed York has sold the Niners. Well, if you have the morning show, I can't listen to you till tomorrow. The news is uh, I want to hear you now. Well, you and I, boom, we're up. You can't you can't you think, compete I mean, against. Who do you sell them to? Uh, well, I'm just giving a hypothetical here. I know. I, I would not sell during this time. But I think ultimately, you get back to the NBA, it's just it's, it's out of balance right now. Where the NFL, one reason why they've been so nimble and so powerful is they've kind of sneaky kept expenses down while the revenue has only gone up. It's, they've kind of been the opposite. And the, and the ratings have gone up. So they've made more money. They keep... And you could say it's unfair, but it's also good business. How fast would the NBA owners, if you and I were, Haberman and Middlecoff were the union representatives. We represented the players' union. And we said, you know what we want to do? We want to make every contract set of 100% guaranteed of all of our max deals. It can only get up to 75% guaranteed. And any player, you know, under a top 10 player, you would have the ability to probably get that to 50%. Would, would they throw a party if they could do contracts like that, like the NFL does? How jealous is baseball and basketball of the NFL? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely basketball. Baseball, they got their own issues, but they've got, you know, they're able to keep salaries down for a while at least. They just pay guys on the wrong end, and then it becomes guaranteed. But, yeah. Yeah, ba- baseball, you can be more nimble than ba- basketball. You're kind of stuck, right? Because, like, De'Aaron Fox this offseason, right? The Kings, who knows how this season is going to play out. They're not going to make the playoffs. He's never been a pl- starter in the playoffs. His teams really have never got that close, even this year. If they were to make the playoffs, they're going to win it like 35 games. They're going to have to give him the rookie max. Like, that's just, you have to. You don't have a choice. He just gets the rookie max. Like, that's, that to me is out of whack. All these rookie maxes, and the rookie maxes, so you just got to give De'Aaron Fox $120 million or whatever his number is. Like, that's, that's something's off there. Like, what happened to just like, yeah, the five for 50? Just those type deals. Their expenses have gotten just, outrageous to me with the non-LeBrons and Stephs. Like, oh, Buddy Heald has to get $90 million? He has to? Like, are we sure? He's not a $50 million player? Well, if it's the, well don't worry. It's just a percentage. The cap's going up. Oops. Can you imagine if next year the cap's like $76 million? Because you're right. The, 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 the contracts are already they, they would have to. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. Uh, one other thing, John, but first let's tell the people about LinkedIn. This podcast also brought to you in part by LinkedIn which we appreciate LinkedIn jobs, linkedin.com slash ham. Post a job with LinkedIn jobs at linkedin.com slash ham. Guy, things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and put your job post. You don't want to be nimble right now. You might need some help. Candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder, guy, on LinkedIn, a person is hired every eight seconds. Uh, and why companies rated LinkedIn the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires? LinkedIn.com slash ham. Get you 50 bucks off your first job post. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want. Get the first 50 bucks off. Just visit LinkedIn Jobs slash ham. That's LinkedIn dot com slash ham sorry not linkedin jobs it's linkedin.com slash ham terms and conditions apply i don't have a lot for you here on this john just a thought uh olympics have been canceled postponed which doesn't disappoint me now but the olympics are unique in that they're not something i look forward to but they are something i like i don't know i won't know that i missed them this year um but i know when they come around i enjoy them Summer or winter? Well, Summer Olympics. I like the Summer Olympics more. Basketball. But this was going to be this was going to be Winter Olympics. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in general, I just I'm not. You're not going to find me. Oh, the opening ceremonies tonight, watching that. But I just usually every Olympics. I know not usually every Olympics. I'm watching something, some ski jumping, some slalom. I don't even know what. It's not again. I'm, it's not something I look forward to. But I know when it ha- it happens, I watch it and I do enjoy it. And uh, we're not going to have it. So it sucks for can you imagine working four years for the Olympics and it gets postponed. Well, to me, that's really shitty. That's that when you say postponed, do you think they do it next year? Like, you, hey, guys, just keep training and we'll just plan on doing it next year. Uh, they I think they said 2022 uh, now, I thought. What would be your favorite winter Olympic event that you just, ah, I kind of like watching this? Um, I know which one mine is. It's just kind of cool looking. Which one's yours? You know the one where they have the skis that are like 15 feet long and they go off that jump oh, yeah. and they fly like they, they it feels like they fly like a airplane 
And I listen. I mean, they're the 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 Lindsey Vaughn races, right? Where Those are the ones like I eight, like. Is when they eight, eighty miles an hour going and, wiggling down the hill. That's not. Is that yeah, slalom? That yeah, slalom. they're slalom. But like uh, the Super G, where they are hauling ass. I that's cool. But to me, the one where you're airbound and not just airbound, it feels like you're seventy five thousand feet. I mean, it's just insane. Like how far you're flying. Uh, always a sucker for the moguls. The moguls with the two jumps. Remember Johnny Mosley mm-hmm. back in the day? Uh, ice skating, you know, it was cool with Kerrigan and, and Harding, but I, I, it doesn't do much for me. Bobsled, yeah. How about know, speed curling's skating? always fun to make fun of. Speed skating. Was it, I almost said Yoko Ono. Apollo. Remember one dude? Apollo. Yeah, he was sweet. So I guess somebody said the, the, the Japanese prime minister said the games will be held by the summer of 2021. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I, I I think it's you know one thing I've been thinking about. At least if you're an Olympian, for the most part, you're kind of like in your no, prime. No, wait, this was the it, Summer Olympics, John. It was. Yeah. Oh, because the NBA was going to ha- send a team. I I don't know what Olympics. Yeah, this was the I, I, Summer I Olympics. I don't really do the Olympics. I don't really do the. Olympics. Yeah, this was summer. So we were going to send an NBA team. We we're going to send a basketball team. Yeah. Well, that's out the window. Uh. I was thinking about this the other day. There's only a couple like super, super elite basketball players. Probably LeBron is the oldest. Where if he if this year gets canceled and you just miss, you could say, well, he gets some extra rest. Well, he didn't want the rest. He was in the middle of the season. Or Tiger Woods, like all the majors get canceled. Like time is not even you and I have what talked a little bit about with Brady. He he would be the one that has the most to lose. But even Tiger, who's Played pretty well the last couple years. At any moment, it's just like, you know, the, the fusion, it ripped. It's over. Like, it just feels like at any swing, it could just be over for him. Yeah. And and Brady definitely is just, he, he can't afford to lose a season. Those two guys. But, like, Tiger, if you just tell me the majors are all wiped out this year, that's rough for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he might have, what would you say, a group of 12 majors to really maybe rack up a couple left. And it's really, a, we talked about it before, he's kind of, he needs the heat, so w- they'd have to be in the right spots. Yeah, you're like right. He'd rather probably not play the Masters than play the Masters in October. Yeah, he, he wants it warm. That's why you could say whatever British moving forward is always going to be cold. And the U.S. Open, depending on where it was, like you, you could argue the Harding Park one, probably be a little chilly, might not be his best No, area. that was going to be like Pebble, where he wasn't good. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked him to win that thing, but the Masters, and I forget where the U.S. Open was this year, but usually the U.S. Open can be in a place in middle America where it's really hot. To me, the and, and the PGA Championship, it used to be a warm one too, but now they moved it up a little bit. Remember last year, it was in like a New York, uh, I forget the course's name, but it was freezing cold and he was playing like shit. It's like, God, it was Wait, miserable. Wait, which, which event? I want the PGA Championship last Is that year. Beth Page? Yeah, it was Beth Page. Remember how cold it was? It was just cold and windy, and I was yeah. like, "God, oh, Tiger's terrible." But like, he can't afford to. If I'm LeBron, I'm like, "We got to finish this thing, man. I don't want to stop. I'm 35 years old." If you're, you know, a young player, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're LeBron, you're like, "How many more years do I have being the best player in the world?" This might have been the last year. So we're missing out on swimming. We're missing out on, I mean, soccer. There was Olympic golf. I forgot about that. Well, is Phelps retired? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, because the last time the Olympics was going on, the Zika was big and a lot of guys yanked out. Remember, like, a lot of, like, Rory and stuff were going to play golf? That's right. And they're like, we're not going to do it. 
And Lochte had that scandal. What was Lochte's scandal again? I don't even know it was a scandal. It was just like a drunk taxi cab, something or other. They I can't even remember. Get sent home. Um, somebody robbed a AT, uh, corner oh, store. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, summer Did games, we- man. I, the reason I remember that is because I saw a story the other day that Kerry Walsh Jennings was trying to make the Olympics. She's 41 years old. And she was going to be like on the second U.S. beach volleyball team. Who is she still playing with the, the server's wife? No, uh, Misty May. She bowed out. Wait, Misty May was married to the Marlins catcher. Misty May trainer. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, who's uh, who's uh, Laird Hamilton married to? Isn't he married to a volleyball player? Who's stud? I thought that was her partner. Wait, was he married to Gabby Reese? Whoever, who's Laird Hamilton's wife? Gabby Reese. Yeah, what's Gabby Reese do? I don't think she's played in a while. She's not part of the crew? Who was the do- who was yeah, our no, dominant she was parent? a volleyball pl- she was a volleyball player, but I don't think she's been in the mix in a little oh, while. Okay. I don't she think just, she said, "Screw, I'm going to Hawaii and kick it." I think Larry's well, he, in L.A. I thought I thought they lived in Maui, but maybe they oh, maybe they do. Places. I know a guy who knows a guy who surfs with Laird, and he always tells me about it in L.A. So maybe maybe it's probably both. What does he say? It's like. Why well, just it's just he's just telling me like how this buddy of his will be like, oh yeah, I'll be there. To, Meet you for lunch. Just surfing with Laird this morning. Just like, I don't even know what it's like. It just sounds cool. Again, it's back to the crew of like, that whole crew, what would you say? Single digit body fat? <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, Laird's running with a couple chubby guys. Like that, no. <laughs> no you can't Laird hang said he'll meet us for burgers and milkshakes later. <laughs> yeah. This is the highlight of his day. No chances. Like, surf in the morning, CrossFit at lunch, and, and then like a basketball game in the afternoon. Just eating celery. Peanut butter. I had... uh I didn't have a great day today. I went to the store and I got some some frozen foods that look good. I, I'm usually pretty good when I go to the store, but I feel like quarantine was like, you know, I got some Thai food that I heat up that's pretty good. I mean, I just got some dirty food. Yeah, that support, I just support some local buy. restaurants. That make, you know, you can feel good about that. Yeah, I agree. All right, everybody. Stay quarantined. Later. Stay inside, guy. Stay inside, like Nick Saban says. <laughs> he say that? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.